2: Still going and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately Q-men. when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
0: From the playlikeajet.com a jet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet one. And we are going to do a progress Three-tons. report for Zach Wilson, where he's at right now and expectations and all of that as we get ready for the regular season. He did not play in the final preseason game because I would assume they decided that it wasn't worth throwing him out there on that wet field, even though there was talk that he might play. And so to give a progress report, we bring in our friend who is the quarterback whisperer of Colorado, the CEO of Jenkins Elite, on the road right now in Charlotte Having checked out his boy PJ Walker, who is the backup quarterback to Sam Darnold with the Carolina Panthers, who we're going to see week one taking on the New York Jets. That, of course, is our buddy Tim Jenkins. Tim, what's going on, sir? How is it in Charlotte?
2: Oh, it's great. It's great. I was, uh, you know, I, t- I called my wife last night because PJ, after the game, of course, like came over to us and gave Mac his, you know, wristbands. And I was sitting there laughing because it's like my son has no idea, right? He just knows like Uncle PJ is the same guy he plays Nerf guns with when he comes <laughs> to the house. Like he doesn't understand like everyone else that was swarming for like an autograph, and Mac is just like standing there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it was good though.
0: That's awesome. Well, listen, you know, when he gets older, he's really going to appreciate that, I would assume. And hopefully for him, he does really well, although I hope it doesn't happen against the Jets. Let him start doing well later in the season. (laughs) But with Zach Wilson, he'll be taking on the Carolina Panthers In the first game of the year And that of course is coming up on September 12th And I wanted to get a sense of Where you think he's at But before we do that What did you think of the decision by the coaching staff Not to play Zach Wilson And the original decision where it looked like He was probably going to play Would you have erred on the side of caution And not played him? Makai Becton, Elijah Ver Tucker not playing A lot of people nervous about the possibility Of him getting hurt Do you think it was for the best that he didn't play In this third preseason game?
2: Yeah, I think, so, you know, one, when I got on Twitter last night and saw kind of what the turf was doing, right, and how much it was raining, I kind of figured that's probably why they didn't let him go out there. I think with Zach, the nice thing is that he played, I'm going to use the word so much, even though it really wasn't that much, but he played so much comparatively to other starting quarterbacks in the preseason in the first two weeks. So when you look at it from that aspect, you're not really that worried, right? You're not saying like, oh, wow, he lost out on a bunch of reps. When you look at it from the idea of, okay, he's a rookie, um, then of course, right, you, you'd you love to get him as many reps as possible. But the thing I tell you is, is I don't think you're going to gain anything from him going out there. You could maybe gain wet ball situation, but they, you're going to already do that throughout training camp. So I think really I wouldn't. There was nothing, I think, that they lost in terms of not playing him. And I think when I was looking at those videos of how much rain was coming down and kind of turf and how it was like popping up a little bit, I'm not sure I would have played him either. (laughs)
0: Let's talk about what he's done so far. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you think he's at right now in terms of where you'd like to see him at this stage of his development?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I I mean, my gut instinct is a 10 because he's been graded out (laughs) perfect in the past game. The reality is is that that's going to come down in the regular season just because of the way teams are going to start to disguise things against him. I, I tweeted this out the other week was that everyone really should be pleased with how the rookie quarterbacks are doing. Um, they're all showing signs of processing the game at a high level, you know, uh, like identifying defenses, getting the right spot. The challenge when it comes to playing quarterback in the NFL is in college, right at BYU, there's, you know, six crucial snaps a game where, Hey, you know what we have drive called and I need to move this backer and I need to throw the basic, which is just like a 10 yard in. You only have like six of those plays. In the NFL, it's every single snap, like it's mental fatigue, right? It's, it's football IQ fatigue from even in the run game, just checking in and out of the right run play, snap it and snap out. Like that's what you want to see from him. So, you know, I'm assuming if the jets have 60 snaps in their first game, right? Like something's going to go wrong with eight of them and he hasn't, he just hasn't faced the level of mental fatigue that I think he'll eventually face. With that being said, right now, all you can do is grade what he's done, and what he's done is really dang good. So uh, I think he's a 10 right now in terms of what you've seen on tape, but I do think there's challenges ahead, and I'm interested to see you know when we have this call after week one kind of what it's like.
0: What are some of those challenges that you're expecting early
2: on? I just think it's just the general identification and probably protections Right. So when you start to see some more exotic pressures, you have to do things like we call it manipulating the mic or a new mic ID, which means like, OK, so, if you know, you, you everybody hears it. Right. Hey, Mike's 52. Well, the quarterback's just setting the protection. But there are times where even if by structure the mic is 52, you need to mic the guy next to him and mic 48 to make sure your protection is correct. So there are little things that go into that you know, the pre-snap operation at the line of scrimmage that I do think that's where the issues are going to come. And I don't think it's just for Zach. You know, I think it's for every rookie quarterback that's ever played a day on in the NFL. Um, But I just think Zach hasn't faced the kind of disguises and exotic pressures that are going to force him into that. And I think he definitely will start to see that in the regular season.
0: Do you like what you've seen out of the coaching staff so far in terms of how they've taken to developing him?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, to be honest, I think everybody at the New York Jets has to be grading out in an A-plus right now just because, you know, they did a good job in, in week one of protecting him and kind of game planning some easy things. And then in week two, they really opened it up. And, you know, that pepper concept was awesome. You know, the RPO stuff they did with him where then he ended up boot or rolling around and then hitting the pull up shot on the sideline. There's a lot of stuff that you've got to like that the staff did with him. And I can see some similarities between the BYU offense and what New York is doing now, um, which means they, you know, talked to the kid and said, hey, what do you like here? What do you like here? And I'm sure that's really helped about.
0: How would you handle week one? How would you game plan exactly? Would you keep going along the lines of the way that they have been? Or is there anything that you might add or subtract from what you've seen?
2: You know, for me, I think I would be really, I would probably be heavy scripted. Meaning, hey, we're going to pre-do what we're going to run um, and practice it. I, I would really heavy script the first you know, quarter, quarter and a half. Um, just so Zach can get his feet under himself. You know, I, I'd get him on boot. I'd do a bunch of easy stuff that that offense that they run can do to get him some easy completion. But from there, man, I'd turn him free because I think this kid, I think he's going to flash a lot of really good stuff. And, you know, as long as we can navigate the valleys of, hey, you missed this protection and you took a sack, or, hey, you missed the trap coverage here, and we threw it to some, you know, we threw it to the other team. I think as long as you can navigate that, I really think you're going to be fine. Um, so for me, I'd just you know i script the first few just so we know he's super comfortable. And then from there, I, I'd, I'd turn him free.
0: Is there anything specific you're going to be looking to see Zach Wilson do in week one?
2: I, I would be interested to see kind of the operation. So when I watch the All-22 stuff, I'm going to really dive into like the operation. Hey, why'd you mic that guy? Oh, okay, why'd you put your eyes here? Um, So I think just generally grading out well with all the pre and post snap, you know, eye placements and things like that um, would be what I'd be really curious to watch and what I'll be, you know, paying super close attention to after the game.
1: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
0: You've had the opportunity to watch a fair amount of Carolina in the preseason simply because of PJ. So that kind of comes in handy for this question that I'm about to ask you. What have you seen from their defense and what they do that intrigues you as far as the matchup against Zach Wilson in week one?
2: Yeah, it's hard because last night, you know, you're going against pittsburgh and pittsburgh's not playing you know big ben right big ben's in street clothes so i think it's (laughs) you know it's hard to uh it's hard to give a fair shake what i will tell you is they did a great job getting after the passer and they can they come up and tackle they are not um you know they're not a team that you can take a shallow cross against on third and eight and then convert it right they those guys close ground and and they're they, they made really good tackles last night in terms of you know, limiting yards after catch. So I think when you're looking at the way you have to attack them, I think it's just similar to what they did in that second preseason game, which is a little bit more driving it down the field. But I think if you can protect or if Zach can extend the play, I I really, you know, I think they can have a pretty darn good day offensively.
0: How poised do you think he's looked so far? Because I know a lot of people have brought that up and then Trey Wingo specifically poo-pooed it and said you hear that a lot about rookie quarterbacks and it doesn't really mean anything until you watch the regular season. He brought up Mark Sanchez, but as I've told people... Nobody really said that Sanchez looked super poised until the victory over the New England Patriots in week number two. And when a rookie quarterback performs at a reasonably high level against the Bill Belichick defense in week number two of his rookie season, you're going to get the poised comments. I think we've seen a lot of that with Zach Wilson in terms of people saying how in command of the offense he looks. Do you think people are making too much of that or have you seen a lot of that from watching the tape?
2: No, I don't think they're making too much of it. But I, I do think, you know, I, I would be willing to bet Trey's just trying to say, like, hey, let's wait till he does it in the regular season, which, you know, I, I somewhat agree with. But to say that he hasn't looked poised at this point, that's just not true. He's done a great job. He's it, it hasn't looked too big for him. He's been good operationally. So I think, you know, it's more than fair to say the kids look poised. I do think, you know, hey, there's obviously going to be some hard times. During the regular season, because there is for every quarterback in the league, regardless if you are, were, you know, twelve and play for the Green Bay Packers, there's still hard time. So I think making sure that we stay focused on, you know, the process for him, I, I think is going to be important. But no, I think the kids definitely looked like this isn't too big for him, and that's exactly what you want from the number two overall pick. Is you want someone who comes in and and the stage isn't too bright, and and it just hasn't been. So I think it's absolutely fair to call him poised. Um, And I think, you know, I do think, hey, if I'm a Jets fan, obviously I've got to know that there's stuff ahead that, um, you know, is going to be less than ideal, but it still is um, exciting what he's done so far.
0: We talk a lot about the physical tools of these quarterbacks, but we did just discuss poise, and I was curious how important you think that is in the equation compared to everything else, because that's one thing that was really at the top of the list of what Mac Jones can do, that he's a leader and that he can process and all of that. How important do you think it is that Zach Wilson has appeared to be very poised and in command and in control so far?
2: Yeah, I think when you talk about NFL quarterbacks, you talk about the physical skill set that's needed is just – there's like a bare minimum. And then once you get through that, right, then to me it's all about football IQ and everything else. Because even though Mac Jones maybe doesn't throw the ball as hard as Trey Lance, I think anyone right now, if they had to pick a guy to win a game tomorrow, would pick Mac. With that being said, obviously, Trey can develop into the kind of kid that's, like, super special in the league. So I think there's a lot to be said about poise, though. And, and hey, if I can process information, I can, you know, undress the defense pre-snap and I can figure out all this stuff, man, my the likelihood that I'll be successful in the NFL is just so much higher than, than someone who's struggling with all that. So I think it's, you know, to me, it's ultra-important. I probably overvalue it slightly um just because you know some of the favorite my favorite guys growing up were you know Peyton Manning and those kind of guys where it's like you know getting their teams in and out of the right play and and doing all this stuff at the line of scrimmage so I probably overvalue it slightly but I also think you know part of what makes all the guys really really good that we talk about every single year as hey they're an MVP candidate is everything you know outside of their arm ability you know and of course you can throw if you're gonna get you know Mm -hmm. if you're Talking about starting in the NFL as a quarterback, you're a gifted thrower. So I think that's kind of a, hey, you have to have this minimum threshold. But once you get through it, I really think what separates these guys is all the football IQ and everything that they can do at the line of scrimmage.
0: Zach Wilson had a great quote the other day after practice. He said, the quarterbacks that don't throw interceptions are the ones that also don't make big plays. And it's a matter of finding that balance how ahead of the curve do you think he is mentally for understanding that at 21 years old? Because you will see a lot of times these guys get a little too risky. And then you see some of these guys like Alex Smith who are a little too risk averse, but he understands that you've got to be somewhere in between. You got to be willing to take that risk when you think it's worth it. And then you're got to be willing to pull back when you think that it's not there.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, it's probably someone's gotten into his ear and talked about, we call it premium shots, right? Like, Hey, We want you to take the shot play when you have a good look. And I think it's just understanding the balance between, okay, just because we call a shot play doesn't necessarily mean we have to throw the actual shot route. You know, we can always get to the check down. But against premium and and good looks, we want you to throw that. So I think just understanding, hey, I'm going to be smart with the football. You know, I'm going to take smart risks. I'm going to, you know, only attack these premium shot looks. You know, you're going to get you're still going to get six of them a game. So I think it's important to, you know, walk that balance. And I think anyone who's, you know, talking how he is at his pressers obviously understands the importance of not only taking care of the football, but also being aggressive with the football. And I think um, that's going to bode really, really well for him as a rookie.
0: Zach Wilson's known as a bit of a sponge, and throughout the preseason and in training camp, everybody's joked about how he sought advice from just about everybody he could. He went and he tracked down Aaron Rodgers, for example, and tried to soak up as much information as he could. We know all about him and his film habits and his attempt to prepare meticulously before every single game. How important do you think that is in his development? And how much do you think that separates him from the other quarterbacks?
2: Yeah, I think uh, anytime you're talking about a kid's preparation, anytime you're talking about someone who's willing to listen to people who have been there before him, it's obviously going to be advantageous to the kid. So I think, you know, in terms of what it's done to separate him, I think you can really, I I think there's a lot of stuff that's special about the jet situation. And I think one of them is that he's walking in and, and they haven't hid the fact that he's going to be the stronger. Cause I think that also helps the kid be a little bit more, you know, engaged in the process. Cause he knows, okay, this is my team. It's not like I'm in a competition, but I'm not like, there's a lot of stuff that I think they've done really well. Um, and I think it's, you know, I, I think anytime you're talking about the way a kid preps, though, and it's a, you know, all the reports are coming out that it's positive in terms of how much film he watches, etc. I think that's going to be a really, really good thing for the long term in terms of where it separates him for for these guys. As I tell you, it just showed, you know, he's at the top of the class right now in terms of executing their offense. Now, does that change as the sample size gets bigger? is the question, but no, in terms of right now, he's definitely at the top of this class in terms of executing the offense and, and you know, his past game decision-making, which is what all that stuff's going to lead into.
0: Tim, before the draft, you said you had Zach Wilson as your number one quarterback in this class, and it sounds like, based on what you just said, he still occupies that top spot. Is that a fair assessment?
2: Yeah, I think he's graded out the best in the preseason, I don't really think it's particularly close. Um, I think the next guy up, after him would be fields and then the next guy after that is mac jones and then i think you've got lawrence and then lance so to me i definitely think zach wilson has graded out the best this preseason i also think you know i i frankly i think he's in probably one of the better situations because i think every other situation besides the jets presents some more interesting dynamics that um are a little bit tougher to navigate but i think the I think New York's done it really, really well, and I think the way it was set up was was perfect for him to have success.
0: Of the five quarterbacks that were picked in the first round, I know you believe Zach Wilson is ready to start day one. Are there any of them that you don't think should start day one?
2: Yeah, I think there's different arguments to be made in different places. I think Trey Lance is probably one that I wouldn't start day one, but it's because Jimmy G's effective enough, right? I think if... Mm-hmm. I think if San Fran didn't have Jimmy G, I could see starting Lance. Um, You know, Justin Fields is someone who I've advocated for starting because I think Andy Dalton doesn't give you that much more. So Fields would be a kid I would start. And then Mac Jones, you know, listen, I think the kids done a really good job. But what has Cam Newton done this preseason to lose that job? Because I thought Cam did did really well against the Eagles. So. I think there's a lot of interesting dynamics that are playing out. Um, that it's going to just be interesting to follow how these organizations decide to handle it, because I just don't know how you could justify keeping Justin Fields on the sideline if you're the Bears and you go out there and you have zero points after three quarters in the first game. You know how do you still keep him on the sideline? So I think there's a lot of uh, interesting things that are going to come out from from this year, and and I think there's a lot of coaches who you know, jobs are on the line based on how they handle this situation.
0: Tim, based on everything we've talked about in this show so far, what's your prediction for what Zach Wilson is going to do week number one against the Carolina Panthers? Do you think he's going to have a good game? And what do you think we're looking at here overall?
2: Yeah, I think he probably comes out and does well. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple turnovers. But, I, you know, I think going in there and reasonably thinking, hey, if we could get him, you know, 200, 250 yards, you know, two touchdowns and then, you know, limit the interceptions to one. I, I think that'd be a heck of an outing. And I think that's kind of where, you know, expectation should be in terms of, you know, I, I just think you want to get him out there, have him get us, have him have a solid outing, try to not put him in too many risky situations, but also trust him. Um, but I do think, you know, you got to expect that he's going to go out there and have a good outing just based on everything he's put on film. And until that changes, you know, I don't think there's any reason to change your outlook on him.
0: Tim Jenkins, the quarterback whisperer of Colorado, thank you so much for coming on and giving us a progress report for Zach Wilson as we get ready for the first start of his career in a regular season game against the Carolina Panthers. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your videos, of course, you've got plenty on Zach Wilson and interact with you on social media. How can they do that?
2: Yeah, just follow me at T. Jenkins Elite and then uh, they can go watch all of the Zach Wilson film breakdowns and everything on the YouTube channel. It's all things QB. So I appreciate you having me and I, I can't wait to talk till uh, when we're talking regular season ball.
0: Without a doubt, Tim, I can't wait for that first game. I've been waiting for it since Adam Gase was fired. I've been fired up, especially since <laughs> they drafted Zach Wilson and now we get to see him in a regular season game. Can't wait to discuss that with you. Make sure that you're following Tim on Twitter at T Jenkins and checking out, his youtube channel all things qb and make sure you're checking out our youtube channel and playlikeajet.com. we've got a ton of great videos up there luke grant has been killing it with the film reviews plus kayla pace has her commentaries paces playbook it's all up right now on our youtube channel so check out the videos and subscribe if you haven't already and give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom?